Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and I am joined today by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Like I said, this is the Penny Bloom Podcast. And for the first time ever, I believe, we've we've obviously talked uh, a bunch of TV shows over the course of our over the course of our hundred and seventy plus episodes now. Um but I don't think we've ever officially done a top 10, not even when it was just me and Tavares here. Mm. Uh, like, I think, I think this is the first time. And today the topic at hand is top 10 TV, your top 10 favorite TV shows of all time. And, uh, this got tough. This got really, really tough, uh, more tough than I anticipated. Mm. Yeah. The, uh, first half of the list came, sort of relatively easy, but it wasn't easy uh, squeezing out um, the ones that couldn't quite make it to the top 10, that's for sure. And that's why we also have our honorable mention section where anything that didn't quite make our top 10 that we feel could have will be uh, will be acknowledged up front here. So uh, let's, and this is, this is no other criteria besides television show, sitcom, drama, Whatever the fuck. It could be a docuseries. I don't care. Anything. Um, if, you, it's your t- if it's in your top ten favorites and you've watched it on television, I'm there. Um, mm. So uh, we'll start with honorable mentions. Uh, we'll go back and forth one at a time. So uh, what's, right. what's one of your honorable mentions? You know, I'll start it off with it's definitely just an honorable mention here. You know, it, this didn't really have any way of sneaking into the top ten, but just wanted to give it its credit. And that's a regular show. Ah, uh, it's okay. just, you know, funny. Just a cartoon I throw on. It's my comfort show. Um, it's just what I go back to whenever I have nothing else to watch. I'll throw that on or if I'm cleaning my room or something like that. And uh, you could you can tell it was definitely meant to be an adult-ish show mm. or like something along the lines. Um, it has a lot of adult humor, even though it seems, you know, very childish on the surface, but but uh, I don't know. I love that show. I just, I just watch it all the time. So that's why it's just an honorable mention. No, no way it's getting in my top ten favorite shows of all time. But yeah, I feel like- and I had, I have a couple <laughs> that I'm like, I'm like right there with you. Uh, it's cert, it's certainly, and the regular show. That's a good, that's a good one to have in your honorable mention. That feels like an honorable <laughs> mention show. Uh, I'll stick with you in that same vein then, and I'll throw you Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Mm. Um, a, a show that I really, really, really enjoy. Uh. But it's just like it's just not a top ten show, uh, like favorites ever. It's it's definitely one of the most enjoyable watching experiences I've had. And watching it, watching that first season was exciting week to week. But uh, it doesn't it doesn't crack into the top ten. But I mm-hmm. love the way it looks. Love the love the 
performances by D. Bradley Baker and stuff, and it's just beautifully animated. And it's Star Wars, you know, so I, mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. But uh, not not quite a top ten, but definitely definitely worthy of being mentioned here. Hmm. I'll stick with uh, my last animated show. I think at well until we get into the real yeah, list. Until we get into the real list, um, yeah. but Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, another honorable mention uh, that just uh, a cartoon or an anime. I don't really know what it classifies as um, like Avatar. I guess it was made in America, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, – but but like just a beautiful show that, that like the storylines are so beautiful. Zuko's whole story and just all the characters are uh, – beautifully crafted and and i mean that show just doesn't get old i can i can watch that over and over um just a a beautiful show um right. a lot of good philosophy moments and stuff in there too so good choice good so choice I'd throw that in there all right so uh I, I don't have any more animated shows but i'll i'll continue on with uh with a sitcom that i absolutely love uh, and i've talked about it many times here before but when i was just working it out it's not it's it's not worthy of the of the top how i met your mother like i absolutely love it but the ending the very very ending costs it and there there's another show somewhere on my list uh where the ending costs it but uh the rest of it's too fucking good not to have there okay. uh, i was gonna say I your- really yeah. well, i was like wow did that bump it down that far no um, yeah no it, it didn't but how i met your mother is is uh an all-time sitcom for me. Definitely my favorite sitcom of all time. You'll find that I don't have any sitcoms in my top ten. Um, and just to throw them out there with it, though, I loved Parks and Rec, love Friends, like uh, love The Office. Lo- mm. I love I love the sitcom genre. Uh, but mm-hmm. when it comes to my how I define my favorite TV viewing experience is like just how much did it just like. I don't have to be joyful. I don't have to be happy. You know, like I don't mm-hmm. have to just be like this is comforting. Like it's just got How sucked into good. the world were you? Yeah. You know? Like that that's that's a good metric that like I was looking at it, looking at my top 5 and I'm like, yeah. When I was watching these shows, I was in that world. That's all I cared about at the time. I even sometimes, you know, um would outside of the show um look into the show and or make stuff you know, 3D print stuff from the show or, oh, or absolutely. something along like the so, What like, hit me outside, like what occupied my mind space as much as possible. And there, mm. and How I Met Your Mother at one time did do that. It was the first show that I ever binge watched all the way through when I was like 14. It occupies mm. a nostalgic spot in my heart. Uh, I see. But mm. uh, it's, I think I weigh that nostalgia pretty heavily uh, in terms of like my favoritism is due to it. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just because of how good the show is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, these, uh, these, the rest of the honorable mentions are getting a little closer to, uh, to getting up in there, but, mm. but still not quite. And I'll, I'll throw in Gotham ah, uh, from okay. from Netflix. Uh, it was a show that surprised me. Um, you know, every, everyone likes Batman. You know, everyone can get get some Batman going, but who would have thought? You know. Just little Bruce Wayne and uh, little Selena Kyle and, you know, all the younger versions. And eventually, you know, you see how it all, I don't know, it was a really cool concept for a show. Uh, Gordon, you know, his performance is great, uh, even though he has some really weird smiles. You know, he smiles really weird. And uh, like, I, 
that's the I don't know. That's the only thing about the show I could say is like kind of weird. But, no, yeah, this is a, this is a good one because uh, it's one that I've never gotten around to watching, but mm. uh, I've only ever heard good things about it. I've never heard bad things about Gotham. I've heard like the villain portrayals and that of like uh, mm. who is kind of their Joker and uh, Penguin mm-hmm. and uh, Riddler. Penguin is Riddler awesome. Part of it? Yes, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like, Penguin uh, is awesome. Joker is amazing. Riddler is really good. Like, it's. It's a really good show. Yeah, I've I've heard it's a fantastic adaptation. It's just one that like sometimes those forty minute dramas, uh, they fall into this weird category where it's like there are hour long shows that are better than this, mm-hmm. and shorter shows that are more entertaining. So mm. the, the forty minute drama is just <laughs> like it's really hard to get into. Uh, but I'm gonna stick with you there. And my first forty minute drama, the only forty minute drama I believe on my list is a one tree hill. Hmm. Uh, I watched, this is another show I watched very early on in terms of like when I consider myself to have started watching TV, not like just taking it, like taking it in processing story, knowing what it means, stuff like that. One tree hill was early on, like pretty much right off the coattails of how I met your mother. So it's got another nostalgic, uh, vibe to it, but I'm not big on teen drama anymore. Uh, Hmm. so this couldn't crack my top 10, but there was a time when this was like top three for me. I was like, this is one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, and it, it deserves its respect because it's entertaining as fuck. The, uh, the, uh, performances are pretty good. There's some, there's some funny shit in it because it is teen drama. So it's like, there's no way all this is happening. <laughs> um, this is completely unbelievable, but sometimes that's exactly what you need out of something. It's a, uh, it's funny like that, but, uh, One Tree Hill, it's a, it's very, very entertaining. And, uh, it was it was a big part of uh, my high school years. So, mm. One Tree Hill. Now, this one, I would say the only reason, uh, maybe not the only reason, but it's it's down here because it only has two seasons out. Um, second season just came out, but it's fantastic. I've been loving it so far, um, and it, it it could very well have a possibility of sneaking up into the top ten eventually. But it's The Witcher uh, mm. from Netflix. Um, Henry Cavill just kills it. Oh my God. Um, and that show's beautiful. Um, visually it's amazing. The storylines, like incredible once you know what's going on, it's very confusing for the first season if you don't know what's going on. Um, but then once you get cued in, like I I watched it the first time all by myself, not knowing anything about the Witcher really, um, didn't play the games either. So I really like knew nothing. And then I'm watching, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on, but damn, this is like, this is still just good. I I'm clueless and I still, you know, am am having a good time. And then I got cued in that it's three different storylines happening. You know, it's three different timelines happening all at once. Um, And that just cleared everything up. And once, you know, once I had that, it's, it's such a good show. And uh, cool, cool. I, I see it going up there eventually if they, they keep it going. Another question here, um, just going forward, and I know that you've made it clear to me that that is not technically a spoiler. It's just helpful to know going into the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a show where something like that uh, is is happening, and it is a reveal. Mm. So are we going spoiler-free with our top ten here? Are we, like, all in spoilers, but, like, we can't warn them about individual shows until the show comes up. So it's like, if you haven't watched this, skip ahead. But this is what it is. Like, hmm. 
I guess we can try our best to keep it spoiler free, but if we're about to drop something big that's necessary, then maybe like we'll say like Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm game with that. <laughs> I'm game with that. But The Witcher. All mm-hmm. right. All right. So the I'll Witcher. stick with you there in terms of Netflix originals. And I and you had four honorable mentions, right? I have one more. I do have one more. Okay. I um, think I have one, two. I have three more, so I'll just I'll just go ahead and go then. Uh I'll stick with you in terms of Netflix originals and go Stranger Things. Mm. Uh didn't didn't quite crack the top ten and it's it's kind of mind boggling to me because like as recently as a year ago, I probably would have told you that was top five. Mm. Um it's just like the way that I've evolved and as a viewer of television and movies has kind of dropped it down the list and it's still one of the most enjoyable television experiences i've ever had i'm so excited every time a season comes out it's one of those i'm staying up till 2 a.m and i'm watching a few episodes as soon as it drops i'm staying up real late waking up the next Mm -hmm. day finishing it like that's kind of how that's kind of how i handle stranger things and it's it's definitely one of the most exciting shows uh ever frankly i love i love and it's so entertaining uh, but there was just something about it that's like, God, like these top 10 shows I have are like the top 10 viewing experiences I've ever had. Like I, that's kind of how I view it. Like the first mm-hmm. time I watched it, how much was I just like, oh my God, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, that's just kind of where I'm at. Uh, that's, that's true. You know, and, and, and uh, not to discredit any of these honorable mentions, you know, they're coming right after the 10. You yeah, know? like, so, like this is, they're all these are all like and yeah. four of my six. I'd say everyone besides the Bad Batch and One Tree Hill could have been my 10 could have been my mm. 10. Uh, so like uh, these are all very close and Stranger Things was as close as any uh, besides mm. one, I'd say. And I have one more. I have another couple, but we'll get there. Hmm. My last one, I guess if you want me to rip it off is. uh dexter uh this was the closest one to making it into my top 10 i would say um dexter you know if it's just another if you like serial killers you know yeah every everyone some people have this certain itch with serial killers where you know they'll absorb any serial killer content that that is you know available and i, I was going through a phase you know for a little bit of a serial killer vibe and uh, not not like that uh, just not like media not like media that. consumption of serial killer stuff like mine hunters yeah um, crime, a true dexter, crime stuff. yeah true crime um and someone recommended me dexter and i would say this is like maybe i don't know one other show on my list was before this but this was like the first kind of real show that i watched was dexter um like whenever I sat down and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to watch a show and I'm going to care about it and I'm going to, you know, read into everything. Dexter was like one of the earliest shows that I've ever watched. Yeah, um, you know, I'm thinking back and like in terms of like a real drama, like mm-hmm. I like I've said, I watched How I Met Your Mother and I watched One Tree Hill. But like to a degree, those aren't quite as intense. Dexter might have also been my first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird like. It's kind of a forgettable show, a little bit, you know. In, I don't in the grand scheme, shit yeah. about it. Uh, in the grand scheme of you know these top ten shows, it's yeah, that's why it's kind of down here in the honorable mention because it is a little forgettable. But uh, but really, like I remember while watching it, I was like riveted by every single story, and I'm like, I need to know what happens in the show, like like uh, and you know the uh, I guess 
it's another show where the ending was a little hated by by people. You know, the lumberjack, whatever. Like he, you know, I don't know if you fully remember. I uh, I, well, I vaguely remember him heading out into like a hurricane, like full John B style, and then I uh, I watched this show before the seasons had finished. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, this before this the show is... had been done, and I didn't even <laughs> quite finish it then. I think I got through six seasons. Mm, okay, okay. Um, and I'd I'd reached a point in the show where I was like, I'm good. Yeah, um, and it, it gets there, like it gets to that point. The later seasons, you're just kind of watching it because you like Dexter that much, you know, where you're just like, well, okay, it's more Dexter content. I'll, I'll watch it. Right. Yeah. But I guess they have a new, like, yeah, new blood, new show. It. Yeah, right. Like that's kind of crazy. But I guess you know the show's been out for long enough. I don't. Are, would you care if I just told you how it ended? Oh fuck no, go like, for it. Um, I'm never. So gonna, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm. I can't tell you really anything specific, but he's like on the brink of getting caught. All of his bodies that were in like the water have been found, and it's like hunt. Like everyone's like, oh my god, this is one of the biggest serial killers like of all time. Like this guy has killed hundreds and hundreds of people, and they're just all in the bottom of the ocean. And so he's like, he's running, like people know about him now, I think, or like the police do, and they're trying to catch him. And he decides to just go off in his boat into the ocean. And there's like a full hurricane going on at the time. And you're just like, you're just like, oh, well, okay. You know, the police stopped chasing him. He's dead. Like, it's okay. You know, whatever. Like, he's dead. You know, like, whatever. Then the new Dexter series comes out and it's like, yeah, and and then it just fades to black and you're like, really they're not even gonna like show him that it's just like he's dead out going out to water but then you just see him working in a lumberjack like farm like he's just chopping down trees and like with a full beard and like then it just ends of him just being a lumberjack somewhere else so like so they were just like he got away he got away have zero clue how no idea no idea where he is either he's just a lumberjack I guess if you've watched the new series, you'll find out. Yeah. Uh, because they're um, continuing the fucking story, which is insane. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember uh, I remember watching that. Shit. I was probably 14 then, too. Like, I went on a run here where it was like How I Met Your Mother, One Tree Hill. It was like I watched a ton of TV this year because it was like the first time I realized, holy shit, I love watching TV. Um, mm. And I remember like, surprise, motherfucker. And I was mm. like, oh, god damn, that's what this is from. Uh, uh, but, yeah, like, there, <laughs> there were a few moments where I was just like, holy shit. Mm. It, it, and it did hold me for, like, a few, like, those first few seasons especially are, like, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it ultimately lost steam for me, and it's, it's, it is pretty forgettable. And, like I said, I watched it eight years ago. So uh, it's been mm. a minute. But, yeah, I dig it. It is all it. of my honorable mentions. All right, I got two more, so I'll, I'll rattle them off here. I got Ted Lasso, mm. uh, one of the best comedies I've ever watched. But uh, the second season ramps it up to the point where I'm like, well, this is officially not like if you considered it a sitcom in season one, you certainly didn't in season two. Uh, they ramped up the drama level to where it was just like, ah, oh, man, this is getting it gets sad, but it ultimately comes together. It's one of the most comfort shows I can think of, like mm. just heartwarming, good feels like you're just going to be happy and there will be moments where you're like fuck uh but you're going to they usually pay off and you'll be happy uh 
and that's why Ted Lasso is so fucking good. Jason uh, Jason Sudeikis is outstanding, um, and it's it's incredibly well acted, incredibly well written. Uh, and if you're from Kansas City or anywhere in this area, especially, you're probably going to enjoy it because they're from uh, Wichita, and there's a lot of mentions of like mm. Kansas City and Kansas City barbecue and stuff, and like they're wear, they wear Kansas City stuff all the time. Uh, it's it's that's fantastic. Sick. And then my last honorable mention. And this is this is the one that I'm like I feel the worst about uh, mm. in terms of uh, having it in my honorable mentions. It was definitely the closest to getting top ten, but in terms of pure enjoyment levels, I don't know that it, it's 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 Daredevil. Mm. It's up there. Oh wait, as an oh wow. as an honorable mention. Yes, yes. Wow. Uh, That's... Wow. No, yeah. No, and here's the thing: is that uh. It, it it is undoubtedly, I think, the best comic book show I've ever watched. Uh, there's there's zero doubt in my mind that that's the case. Um, but I think the fact that I was a a little late to the party, mm. uh, b already knew some of the shit that happened, and kind of generally. Not, I didn't know how the show ended, but I knew they made it out safe. So, like, it automatically removed some stakes for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind that's kind of where I was just like, it, it, and no, no gripes with the show. Lit, like, literally, not a single one. Don't have any gripes with it. Uh, it's just that, like, the first viewing being as exciting as possible for me definitely plays a factor. And the first mm-hmm. viewing of Daredevil, I mean, like, I loved it, but I wasn't like, I gotta watch the next episode of Daredevil. I was just watching Daredevil. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and, I have uh, uh, this leads kind of perfectly um, into mine because I was debating on my nine and ten. Like, that were the only ones that I was like, these could be really interchangeable, uh, right here. And I'll just I'll throw Daredevil as my ten then, uh, just so like make it easy. So, um, it, it's it's definitely in my top ten. Like, I you know I watched it as a. Uh, as it was kind of coming out, so I, I was kind of on the the first wave and everything, so I got all the hype with all that. So mm-hmm. that that was that was a lot of fun, um, you know, waiting for another season to come out and and then getting it and then it being that good was There's like something yeah, so, so special about that, you know, mm-hmm. and like the fact that I got to just burn through three seasons just did just didn't hit right, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I mean, at, I'm currently rewatching the show, uh, finished season two, uh, so like, and. Now that I'm rewatching it, um, a little bit older, um, and everything, I have cried like way more in this show. Like, um, just because the character connections are that good. Like, oh, it's so good. It's so well done. Like, whenever, um, minor spoilers, uh, whenever, um, Karen, um, takes Ben's office back, oh. you know. And Fuck. the folders left there for her, you know, like Ben's folder on her, and he, like he and knew, like he knew she'd be coming around. Oh man, and Ellison, like, like just... El- the way Ellison grows on you over the course of the series, you're like, damn, I really fuck with this dude. Mm. Like, and that's a minor, minor character that they do such a good job of fledging out, and that's where uh, I'd say this. There's there's something to be said for, uh, like. Uh, Daredevil, 13 episodes. 
and Marvel seems to like the six episode format. It is a perfect example of why you need 13 episodes. Uh, because we do a really good job in those MCU shows about caring about one character. Mm-hmm. That's generally what you're going to get. One or two characters that you're really getting an emotional resonant story about. And then another fun story, another fun side of things and events just happening to other characters. And this, you get to know every character. Mm. And it benefits greatly from that. Uh, it's so important. Mm. And Daredevil yeah. is just fantastic for that reason. Yeah, it's it's one of the only sh- I mean not not of the only shows um on this list but a lot of times I am not just caring about Matt's storyline or Daredevil storyline I'm like man I really want to know what is going on with Karen or I really want to know what's going on with Punisher or with Show me Foggy or with Fo- yeah like with everyone else I'm like I am in this show um and rewatching it has only like I don't think if I rewatched it I don't think it would be my 10 I think it would be an honorable mention but uh, after rewatching it, it's just been like, oh my god, I forgot mm. how much I loved this show and, yeah, and the you first know, viewing, it, how special that was. Like, mm. there was also the fact that I didn't want recency bias to come into play here. I did just finish that show three weeks ago. It is the show I am most fresh on. Uh, mm. So, like, I, 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 like my instinct. It was like the fourth show I took down. Mm. Like in terms of like, I was just like writing out a list, top ten favorite shows. Daredevil. And then, like, I, I kept going, but uh, Daredevil ultimately worked its way out of the top 10 as more and more revealed themselves. And, uh, what's his name? Uh, I think, I think it'll benefit from a rewatch. Melvin. Melvin is a Melvin. The guy who makes the suits and the armor and everything, a real one. Whenever he gives Matt that, like, uh, his, like, stick where he can mm-hmm. take it apart and grapple, whatever, you know, he's like, it's an original design. Yeah. He's like, you know, the real people know who's protecting. Uh, Hell's Kitchen, and like we we got to pay it forward or whatever. God it's damn, just like, I oh love my, that show. What a it's guy, so man! Fucking good. He just wants to protect Betsy. You know, he just yeah. wants to protect his Betsy. Um, pretty bit, pretty cool little uh revelation about Betsy in season three, if I remember mm, correctly, too. But mm. uh, what a man! What a cool show! Like a show that can make you care about a Melvin. You know, like yeah, right. And, and the show that's just a character that's like, oh hey, he's the guy who made the suit, and then now he's gone. You know, whatever. Right. Um, but like. They give you a reason to sort of care about them, and and like they do that with everyone, and that's I, I'm I'm glad that uh that it did make my top ten now that I'm talking about it. I, it makes it makes me feel more comfortable. That I'm happy for you too. I'm happy for you too. But uh, I'll go to my ten. And this was this was hard, but ultimately I was like, this is a top ten favorite show. I get so many laughs when I'm watching it every single time. It's undeniable. It's Rick and Morty. Mm. Uh, Okay, Rick and, Morty, Rick and Morty had to make the top ten. Uh, I, I was Rick and Morty was one of the first shows to like pop in my mind, and I'm like, do I put this? Is, is this a show that like belongs on this list? You know, like I think um, it is. And, and like, uh, and the only thing that was holding me back was the perception of people who typically regard this as their favorite show, mm-hmm. and. And I was like, fuck that. Fuck it. No, I like this show. You know, like I like I like this show a lot. And it's it's one of the single funniest shows ever. It's so incredibly creative. Uh it has endless legs. Like I don't see this like it will seasons, Rick and Morty. <laughs> Forever Rick go and Morty. On for as long as they want that shit to go on, because mm-hmm. there's they they keep coming up with ideas that's just like, what the fuck were you even thinking? How did you do that? 
that has uh, to be one of the most fun shows to work on too. Like just oh. to be a part of that creative process, like, oh, and Justin Roiland just getting drunk and doing Rick, you know, like he has to balance, like, I don't know if he does all of Morty first and then do Rick, but I, I'm pretty sure he does like scene by scene. So like he does, like he does like the conversations, like pretty like back to back to each other is like what I get the the idea from. So like. I always like to believe that like they film these in sequential order so that just as the episode goes on, Rick is just getting more and more drunk and more and he's just getting more and more drunk. Um, but like, it's a show that I don't know. It's, it's unlike any other, you know, it's not like another funny, like there's not another show that's like Rick and Morty, you know, no, like not. I guess the closest thing robot chicken, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like, I guess like, I mean, it's basically like an SNL, but for animated. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, uh, I guess there's kind of shows that are that are similar now that I think about it. But like, it's in its own caliber. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Oh, definitely, uh, definitely. There's a few shows that are that you know the the sci-fi adult animation thing. It it it's been done, but not to this level. Uh, mm-hmm. like not even close. I mean, like Futurama. That's 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 another that's another one that comes that's to what, mind. Yeah. That's, that's pretty strong. I, I love uh, Rick and Morty. Futurama. I think is just undeniable. But uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's, it. A good, that's why it comes. I'm, in I'm glad you put it in your uh, in your ten because I, I didn't put it in here at all. So I'm glad I'm glad it's getting. Uh, oh, you didn't put it in here at all. I thought that mm-hmm. I thought I no, thought you I might, was, I thought you mm-hmm. might sneak that in here. Uh, no, I left it out. I I I can't even believe I didn't put it in honorable mentions. But, I can't either. That's I thought for sure because it wasn't in your honorable mention. It was in your top ten. But uh, yeah, I just I just kind of threw uh, like comedies out. I guess for whatever reason, like every show that's on here on mine is kind of like more of a. Gotcha. Uh, serious show, in tone. But, mm-hmm. I think from here on out, mostly serious in tone for me too. Mm. Uh, that was. I think that'll be the last one that is solely comedy. There are other ones that have comedy, but there's definitely a drama streak that mm. kind of outweighs it, and you got to know going in. Here's the uh, the last Marvel uh, one here. Uh, it was sneaking in here for sure for me, and that's What If. It's only one season, but I do not give a fuck. Um, this was one of the most enjoyable seasons of television that I've ever watched. Um, I love the concept. I think they just executed on it perfectly. And I wish we could have had what if sooner so that we could just have as many seasons of this as possible. Mm. Um, I, I mean, season two is already confirmed and I already know I'm probably going to dig it. Um, I'm, I'm comfortable putting what if already in my top 10. It's just, uh, I love shows that there's nothing else like them. You know, there's, there's really nothing else like a what if and you can't really have that without a massive franchise like marvel um so uh it's 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 ever it's like whether marvel fans realize it or not it's their dream you know like that's that's the dream when it comes to like really loving the lore of the mcu is what if and this was like i was going back and forth on my 10 right it's just like the two marvel shows you know i was just i was gonna put them down there just so i can get them out of the way whatever but like i don't want to like just because it has the Marvel name on it or whatever, like doesn't mean that it's like any lesser of a show. Like obviously it's down at nine and 10 for a reason comparatively to the, to the rest of these shows. But that's not, uh, that's not the reason. The reason it's up here is not because it's a critically great show or, you know, whatever. It's just super fun. All it's It's fan service. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, so I'm, it's, I don't know. Another one of my comfort shows. I go back to it quite often. So all right, had all to right. throw it up in there. Then I'll I'll stick right there with you with my nine and Marvel WandaVision. Mm. Uh 
Yeah, I love love that we both were on the same page here at our nines with the with the Marvel move uh, Disney Plus series. But WandaVision, I absolutely fucking love this show. Uh, as far as the MCU shows have been concerned, there hasn't been one that has even come close to rivaling it as far as my enjoyment is concerned. I uh, riding that wave on the initial WandaVision uh, release in January of 2020 through through like the end of February and maybe into March a little bit. Uh, that was fantastic. Mm. And, uh, this, this show did the, uh, did the perfect thing with, uh, with nine episodes mm. uh, where we're not getting the 13 and we're not getting the six. And so did what if like the nine episode series mm. that like the nine to 10 episode series is the move, uh, whether, whether Marvel is realizing it or not, uh, they should as soon as possible. Six episodes just isn't enough. Uh, it can be good, but, and it has been, but it could be great. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I mean. Like, it's been good, but it could be great. And they're just, they're just not reaching that level. But WandaVision for me was as close as it's gotten. Elizabeth Olsen is fantastic. Paul Bettany is awesome. Uh, Catherine Hahn as Agatha Harkness, just fucking outstanding. And Evan Peters back as, uh, (laughs) as Quicksilver. So we think, um, all the theorizing that this show bred, you know, this was, this was a, I don't know. This took Marvel by storm. You know, this mm. took the world by storm that everyone that watched it, you know, I don't know if you saw in. the the numbers yesterday, but it, it was, it was the most watched series of 2021. That's uh, that makes was, sense. It was viewed for like 70 billion minutes or Damn. something total. I mean, people were theorizing, people were obsessing over Elizabeth Olsen. You know, like everyone had something out of this show. It gave everyone something, and mm. like, ah, oh, they killed it. They did kill that show. And yeah. man. So, Wandavision's my nine, and uh, that'll be it for Marvel, I believe. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, moving on. Uh, my number eight is Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Cumberbatch. Cumber. That's Cumberbatch. Cum- Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Um. And I believe it's only like three seasons and only like three episodes per season or three or four, you know, whatever. So I they're mean, all, is, they're each an hour though. So yeah. you do end up getting um, like 12 hours of content or something like, like that. the whole Moriarty storyline, like him versus Moriarty was, oh my God. Like, I don't know. This show was, uh, like they had to kind of think like a Sherlock or like a Moriarty, even like you to have make to the be show, smart you know? to write so the like, show. Yeah. yeah the like, show was, it's, in, it's insane that meticulously that written. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, and, yeah, that's a, that's a great addition to the top 10. I'm, I'm glad you had it for sure. It's, you know, not much to say about Sherlock, you know, like, Oh it's, no, not it's, at all. It's, it's just, you have to watch it. Like, yeah. And as soon gotta, as you watch yeah. it, it'll probably be your t- in a top 10. Uh, like it's, it's just that good. And there's, there's no doubt about it for me. Mm-hmm. I love the Brainiac characters, you know, mm. Vision, Sherlock. So this one, you know, and it was Benedict Cumberbatch too. So like, uh, just he, a, he just yeah, he, cherry he, on top there. He does fit this role really well too. Like so the, the cool. Sherlock role, um, out of our two Marvel boys, you know, who played Sherlock, I think, I think Dr. Strange takes yeah, it I over. Think, uh, I think Benedict Tony. Uh, yeah. takes the, uh, takes <laughs> the cake there. But if you're looking for an action hero, Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock Holmes was as fun an action hero as you get, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's a really good one. I'm glad you had it. I'm glad you had it. Uh, ready for my, for my eight. I'm ready. Breaking bad. Mm. Wow. Interesting. Yes. Uh, this is one that, uh, 
I do recognize how great it is and just how fucking just, oh my God, this was fantastic. So well written, so well acted. Uh, and, and it did have that degree of just like, I can't wait to watch the next episode. But I also am not as high on it as like uh, a lot of people are like, this is top three. This is a top three show all time. And I'm not like, I'm not quite there. Like it's, it's definitely up there, but, uh, breaking bad for me, it, it falls towards the bottom of the top 10 in pure enjoyment as far as that's concerned. But I love, I love Brian Cranston. I love Aaron Paul, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. It's just, it's just fantastic. Thank you so much because I'm on the exact same page as you. Um, like everyone that talks of breaking bad is like, Oh, it's like, yeah, one of the best shows I've ever seen, for sure. Like, uh, it's, it's, and I think it's like that because at the time that this show came out, there weren't really any other, there weren't the number of good TV shows that are out now. Mm. Um, and it was just, it was the best of like the best that they had, you know, back then. Uh, like before all, everyone started releasing shows. Um, I'm not discrediting Breaking Bad in any way. It is my number seven. Um, which is just hey. hilarious. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic show. The, the reason it falls down for me is that when I look at these other shows, I was more into the world than I was in Breaking Bad. Breaking yeah. Bad, I still cared about and the storylines were great, but I could take a month break from, you know, a season or something like that. And like, yeah. I, you know, and that'd be like, okay. Um, and I, I didn't really do anything outside of the show. It was just kind of like, yeah, I'm watching the show. It's great. It's amazing. Um, but that's pretty much all it is, is that it's just a great and amazing show that you got to watch. Um, and on top of that, you know, like uh, there's spinoff material. Better Call, Better Call Saul. Saul. <laughs> and, if, and if there's spinoff material that I'm like, I don't need to watch that, then I'm, I'm clearly not as high on it as I could be. You know what I'm saying? Because that's like true. there's certain things where it's like, if that's getting spun off, I'm a fucking watch it. Mm. And uh, Breaking Bad's... Not quite there, but I I did really really enjoy it. Uh, all in all, and it's like it it feels blasphemous to not have it in your top ten favorite shows just because it is that fucking good. But uh, yeah, like top three, like where a lot of people have it is just like uh, not not quite there. Not even top five for me, as as mm. you can see. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Breaking Bad as as a uh, eight my eight your seven. Yes, my seven, yeah. yeah my seven. Mm -hmm. All right, so on to my seven. Got Netflix original BoJack Horseman. Ah, what a classic! Oh my god, I forgot. Yeah, this this would have definitely been an an uh, I think an honorable mention for me. Mm. Um, but oh my god, wow! Now that you say it, what a show! Like, dude, BoJack Horseman is all time. Uh, it's it is a show that, and this is the one I was specifically referencing when I was like, "There's funny." Uh. But boy, oh boy, is it fucking sad. Uh, BoJack Horseman is as devastating as any show I've ever watched. And this is an animated series about a talking horse. Um, Whoa. Yeah, that, I, what a weird show, like, to get into in the first place. Because you have no idea how good it is before you get into it. Nope. I feel like people, like, the way I got into it is I'm like, I'm on, I was at school, like, chilling late at night one night. And it was like, just up there like on netflix and i'm like hmm, that looks you know kind of funny you know yeah. i heard maybe saw a commercial for it or something i just played the first couple episodes and then was just hooked ever since then you know like yep it's it's a really it, weird show to get into and people who haven't seen it will not understand like they'll be like 
what like what not at all. About, no, this but... is this, but this is without a doubt uh my a favorite animated series of all time. Uh mm, and one of my favorite com- like I think judging by where it's at here, my favorite comedy of all time if you define it as a comedy. Uh it is I mean Will Arnett voicing BoJack Horseman outstanding, Allison Brie voicing Diane Wen outstanding. Paul F. Tompkins voicing oh, Mr. Peanut Butter, God. like, and all the guest appearances, the just the storyline you get, and like that first season, you know, like you're under the impression that Diane and Bojack are like the point of the show, and then it eventually gets to the point where, like, it doesn't do what you want it to do, mm. you know, like, yeah, and and in the best way possible, like what you want to happen doesn't happen because mm. that's not gonna happen. That's not how this would go. Mm-hmm. If this is Bojack and uh, just kind of playing on sad, some recent sad news, but do you know who Bojack Horseman is uh, kind of based off of? No. Bob not. Saget. Damn. Yeah. Interestingly wow. enough. Um, wow. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting. What a uh, show though. Like, Man, I'm so glad you brought that up. I am so sad that I forgot about it. Um, like, man, like that, that whole shit with like him and his like uh, his TV daughter, like that whole storyline, oh. absolutely devastating. The the producer chick who he worked with, who's like he he goes and visits her in New Mexico, and that results in just like, oh my god, like stop doing what you're doing, man, get your <laughs> shit together. And like it just it just never it hardly ever gets better. And that's just kind of but it's undeniably good. And that's why it's it's oh. like it's one of my favorite shows of all time and it it gets there at seven for me. That's awesome. I'm I'm definitely glad you, you brought that in there. Um because yeah, mine are um like sit my six is Ozark. Ooh, um, okay. I'm glad you brought that up. I watched the first couple seasons, but yeah, the new new season just came out, haven't watched it yet. I've heard uh, heard some good things, but of the seasons that I have seen, which is I believe one through four, I believe they're on five now, or are they on four? They're no, on they're, four. They're on four. So I've seen one through three, and they are all fantastic. End of season three, you're just left mind blown. You're like, what? I need that next season. Like I have been waiting for a long time for this season, um, and I, I can't wait to watch it. Um, mm. It's just. I mean, Jason Bateman, uh, he just plays the role really well. The whole fan, like, this is, it's kind of like a, I don't know, it's kind of like a Sopranos-esque where you, it's really just focused on the family that's going through it, you know, like, uh, it's, yes, there's all of these crazy thing that, crazy things that's happening around them, like, it's another organized crime show, basically, um is basically you know what he what he gets into but not the boss level uh of like he's not the boss you know oh no definitely not no and i've i've watched the first couple seasons and i i really did enjoy (laughs) the first couple seasons big time and uh it 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 has you on the edge of your seat all the time and never fucking stops um yeah it's that's a really good one i'm glad you have it as it wasn't anywhere on my list but now I'm thinking about it. Probably should have been an honorable mention at least because those first two seasons are fantastic. Yeah, her name Julia Garner, who plays Ruth. Uh, she plays Ruth. Uh, Ruth so is well. Um, and the wife uh, Wendy, played by Laura Linney. Um, 
Like the, Laura they, Linney actually makes an appearance in BoJack Horseman. Mm, interesting. Um, as, as Laura Linney. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that. What? She's on the airplane with Diane Nguyen on her on her way home from Vietnam. And <laughs> okay, uh, and what a what an what a sentence to say. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. It, okay, go on. <laughs> but she she's like uh what what uh after she came back with that war hero or whatever that he was trying to get a book written for him or whatever yeah like, okay. he's she, i can't remember if it's on the way to vietnam or on the way from vietnam but she she says she's going there to chase her dream she's gonna live she's gonna live her life and she's like that's so moving and she's like yeah we're shooting a movie and she goes into that whole like weird sci-fi thing where like it's my clone and then we 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 shoot each other like and it's like and like it's laura linney talking so it's just all the funnier mm. uh but yeah that, mm. that's laura linney and bojack horseman and ozark little crossover there interesting yeah there's there's my six that's my uh my bottom five basically. all right all right so my six i was just this is tough but because i want i want it to be top five but i just i just don't think it quite is uh Watchmen mm. starring what? Regina King. Um, that's the one you forgot, huh? Oh my God. No. Okay. Now I'm very devastated. This is a forget, a forget that is definitely in the top 10. Um, like not an honorable mention. This is like, Oh my God. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Oh my God. Fuck. <laughs> damn. Yeah. This makes it even, this makes it way harder, uh, of what I, ha- I guess I'll just stick with my list. Uh, so we can just have, some variation and not to say the well, same thing. How about but, uh, how about you tell us where you think it would go right ooh. here? Okay, it probably would be my five or my okay, four. Cool. It probably would gotcha. be my five or my four. Uh, no, yeah, and I, I I considered it, but it like I wanted it to be top five. But these these shows I've got at my four and five. It the highest it would have climbed to was four. Uh, like I just I just can't comfortably put yeah. it above it. I just can't. Like, but Watchmen, the most like I've never enjoyed a season of television on that level besides one other time besides one other time this is one of the great or mm. two other times uh and they're coming up but uh the watchman is so fucking good regina king absolutely outstanding uh she is just mind-blowing and i mean yaya abdul mateen as a uh, as her husband and the the revelations that we come to later on in the series. Like, it's just like, oh, what a cool, Oh my they built. God. Like they built such a cool, that story is just so cool. Like so interesting. There's so many, uh, mind blows in that. You know, you think you got it figured out and you're like, like, uh, like, Oh man, that show is, is, is it, are they coming back? Or is that, that's all they're making. The the creator of that show, Damon Lindelof, he uh he said his vision was just for one season, but he doesn't own the property, so if HBO wants to go ahead and make a second season, they can. He just wouldn't be a part of it. Mm. And if you watch Damon Lindelof's stuff, because I believe he he also made a show that I if I like I don't know about I I don't know what's on the rest of your list, but I think if I remember correctly, you really like another show that Damon Lindelof did. Uh, he he oh. liked the. He likes the mind blowing ending thing. Uh, so Watchmen probably has one of the most mind bending, like holy fucking shit endings of all time. And if they don't have Damon Lindelof on for a season two, 
probably not probably not going to be as good frankly um mm. could still be good but probably not as good uh i see yeah hmm. man i can't believe i forgot that 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 makes me really sad now uh i felt like there was like one big one that i was forgetting there always it always kind of happens it happens yeah yeah um but I guess moving into my top five. Yeah, that was my bottom five. Bottom five. I'm, uh, let's re- let's read off our mm. six through tens again. I had Watchmen, BoJack Horseman, Breaking Bad, WandaVision, and Rick and Morty. I had Ozark, Breaking Bad, Sherlock, What If, and Daredevil. Beautiful. So, Love that. Mm. Now into in, breaking the top five is uh, Peaky Blinders. I Peaky fucking blinders. Yeah, the Peaky fucking blinders, mate. Uh. I mean, I didn't watch the show for the longest time, and I had so many people recommending it to me, um, and I was just like watching other shows at the time. But then I'm like, you know what? Where I'm at, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I'm doing it. I have to. It's like I've seen it at the top charts of Netflix every time a new season comes out, and like it's just always up there. Always got to know what's going on. Always in the discussion, and and I get it. Um, I get it. Like, it, it makes total sense. Like, people aren't just saying it out of nowhere. Like, this show, oh, my God, is so good. Another show that gets you to cry a lot. Um, a lot of a lot of emotional moments. A lot of uh, action moments. A lot of, you know, it's, it's – uh, do you even know, like, what it's generally about? I, I've watched the first couple episodes oh, okay. a couple times, actually. Mm. Uh, just in the times where I've been like, all right, time to jump into Peaky Blinders. Let's do this. And then I'll watch it, and I'll be like – I really, really like it, but it's not the move right now. I'll come back to it. And I, mm. I just still haven't come back to it. Uh, but I know I will. And it's another one of those shows where it's like, I'm kind of saving it for myself. Eventually I'll get to it and be like, holy shit, I can't believe I didn't watch it mm. sooner because it always happens. I mean, it's it's another crime show, you know, crime family, basically just the rise of a crime family. If I had to, to summarize it. Yeah, the Peaky um, Blinders. And oh my God, it just keeps like getting better. Like, is the thing, is that like, well, I, I don't know. The The first couple seasons are very strong, but it, it doesn't really lose its steam, in my opinion. Um, and that's kind of why it breaks uh, into the top five, is that a lot of these other shows, they had their steam at the beginning, but then kind of lost it, or it just didn't stack up to a show of this caliber. But this, this show kind of does both. It's great, mm. and it stays great for uh, for the whole time. So Gotcha, gotcha. All right, all right. That's a good five. Uh, my five is is Sherlock, one that we've mm. already discussed. Uh, yes, Sherlock is undeniably one of my favorite uh, shows of all time. Specifically for season two, I told I said Watchmen's one of the best seasons of television I've ever watched, behind maybe a couple others, and Sherlock season two is one of those. Uh, that's like we said earlier, just the meticulousness of the writing. You have to be forward thinking as fuck to write mm. any of it uh the brain you have palace, to be uh you know where he's seen everything in his mind mind, mind palace, palace or something yeah mind palace and like i love the uh the portrayal of him as an addict too which mm. uh like they did a really really good job with mm. and uh benedict cumberbatch like you said just fucking fantastic uh yeah, I, I and we've already spoke on it, so I don't want, I don't need to do a too too much more justice. And like we said earlier, not a ton to talk about there. You mm. just have to watch it, and you'll fucking know. Uh, Sherlock is just mind blowing, and uh, 
it's 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 a top five show ever for me, which mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised to find, and I've always regarded it as such. But I feel com- even more confident now that I'm here. Uh, mm. Oh yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't know. I whenever I put Sherlock in at my eight, I was like, I wonder. You know, I wonder if a lot of people like have watched this show. I wonder how like big of a show it is because like the other shows that are on Breaking Bad, uh, you know, Ozark, Pe- like Peaky Blinders. I've just I've heard people talk about those a lot, right? And like right. I don't really hear a lot of people talking about Sherlock. Um, so I'm glad that it was on your list and that like I wasn't alone. And I'm glad that you even liked it more than I did. You know, like uh, oh, it, it, I, it, I love that show. And you know, now that I'm thinking about it, like. I probably liked it more than Breaking Bad. I probably liked it more than Ozark, you know? like Yeah, uh, and that's that's another thing, too, is that, like, of the shows on my list here, the two I haven't watched in the longest time are Breaking Bad and Sherlock. Hmm. Uh, mostly because Sherlock's not available for free anywhere anymore. Um, so uh, not, not able to watch it. But, uh, yeah, like, I was I was making my list, and I was like, I was trying to figure out where to place Breaking Bad, and I was like, well, I don't want recency bias to play into it. And then I looked at it, and I was like, well, I think I've watched all of these shows since I've watched Breaking Bad, so I don't <laughs> think I have anything to worry about there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, Sherlock Sherlock at number five, for sure. Sherlock's a lock. You know, I did say that Dexter was one of the first shows that I watched, and I think that's wrong. I think... This um, was my first show, and this is Lost. Um, Damon Lindelof. Awesome. I, I okay, that's what you're referring to. I yes. I was I was thinking it was something else, but I'm glad that it was this one because this makes sense. This makes more sense that this was him. Um, a lot of people they don't like how this ended. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't really have any beef with it. Um, it's. The first, like, three, four seasons are just so, so, so good. And, you know, the last couple, they kind of get out there. And I see a lot of people, like, losing steam. But I didn't lose steam with it. Like, I love the show. Um, It was just one mind blow after the other. Um, You know, you really had zero clue on where they were going. If you had any – make make a theory, whatever, you're wrong next episode. Like, that's just how it was in Lost. Um, Mm. And, you know – Movie came out or show came out in two thousand four, I think, like the first season, um, and you know it had like that black like fog, whatever. Like it had some some cool uh, like visual effects for the time. Like I like I heard people say that the show was like it looked good for the time, um, and like the soundtrack of this show is uh is like every character has their own song, and mm. they change each character's song. You know, kind of like a Star Wars where, like, Leia has her song, Luke has, you know, his song, and they change Everyone's them got their theme. Depending on, you know, the situation they're in. And Lost did this, like, beautifully with every character. Um, and it's it's just another show where they get you to care about every single character. And that's kind of the whole point of the show is all of these people are stranded on an island. They have no idea what's going on. And, you know, obviously, like, chaos is going to ensue. And... What happens between the people is, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it was amazing. I, this, I don't know if I watched this before Dexter, but I feel like I did watch Lost before Dexter. So this was probably my first real TV show viewing. Um, but man, yeah, I love, I love Lost. Mm. All right. Cool. Cool. 
So that was your four, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So on to my four. Westworld. And uh, this is this is the other season of television I was talking about. Season one of Westworld is is the single greatest season of television that has ever graced any screen. It is phenomenal. I cannot speak highly enough about it. Anyone who I've ever shown Westworld immediately loved it. Like everyone <laughs> likes like there's no way if you are into sci fi in any way that you don't like Westworld. Like, it's just, it's undeniably one of the goats. And uh, the only reason it falls here a little bit out of my top three is is because seasons two and three aren't what season one was, but mm. season one was just so fucking great uh, that that alone propelled it to my top five. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. And, I mean, season two was fucking awesome, too. But uh, Thank season you one, for recommending me to watch Westworld. Of course. <laughs> Thank you for putting me on. Uh, I, I will talk about it later. Um, guaranteed. I figured. I figured. I knew that so, was coming up um, for you at some point. So I'll, I'll save. I'll save my Westworld talk. Um, no, but, but and, and I, I really don't have much more to say on it. It's mm. just uh, I'll, we'll save the rest of the conversation for you. But uh, <laughs> Westworld at my number four. I uh, I wanted it to be higher, but these top three are just they're my top three, and I, I just I can't I can't not have it be that way. But uh, what's what's your three? So three, and this is interesting for me, um, is because I haven't fully finished the show yet. There we go. Um, I'm only through season four. Yep. So uh, it is The Sopranos. Lovely. Um, and I know we'll probably be talking about this uh, some more. So I'll I'll save you know some, my comments because I I don't really have the full scope of the show, but it's you know to show that I've only seen four seasons and it's uh, it's already my number three, probably yeah. going to become my number two. I'd assume. Um, if I had to guess the show, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It, I'm in, um, and I, I don't know Th another show. Thank you for putting me on. Of course. Um, and, and here's the thing. HBO has the shits. Uh, their TV shows are fucking awesome. And there's like, there's very few misses. My top three uh, like, are all HBO. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I, I knew I, I now know who your top your who your last two are, yeah. uh, <laughs> which uh, is is very interesting. I'll go ahead and build on you. My three is The Sopranos. Also, uh, mm, interesting. I, I absolutely love this show, but just in compare comparing it to my top two in terms of just pure enjoyment levels, it's not quite there. But it is the the greatest show of all time if we were going the best what is the top 10 best shows of all time this is one but i'm going favorites so it's three hmm. uh, yeah, we said it before like it's the godfather stretched out to however many hours of you know content it is and yeah. they do 86. it beautifully you know they it's it's another show like daredevil where they make you care about every single character um and they they give you enough from each person to where you have a thing to where if you lose them, you're devastated, you know, no matter really who they are, unless they're just a massive dick. Um, but yeah, this, uh, I can't wait to finish this show. No. Um, and I wish, I wish we could talk. I cannot mm -hmm. wait for us to be able to talk about the ending of that show. Cause I want to know what, I want to know what you think. And I got to get there. I got it. Oh there. my God. And then you got to watch many saints after you finish the show, because Oh, dude, there's just so much there. And The Sopranos, like, as I was watching it, this is one where you said earlier, Breaking Bad, you could uh, you could take a month off in between seasons and you didn't feel pressed. It took me over a year 
to watch The Sopranos. Hmm. Um, and it wasn't just because I was like, I, 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 I'm uninterested. I'm disinterested. I'm gonna go ahead and put this down. It was because I was like, that was a lot. I need to think on it. I need to, I need to That's remember true. the things that happened. And yes. then I went oh. ahead and put it on hold and I, I watched the next season, put it on hold, watch the next season. And then like the gap I took between seasons three and four, I believe was like months. Damn. Like I, I didn't watch. And then I, I came back around to it. Finished four, five, six, A and B, pretty, pretty sequentially. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how I'm, uh, how I am too with it. Is I'll, I'll like watch an episode and I'll be like, if it's getting late, I'll be like, man, I probably could watch another one, and I do want to know what happens. But like, I can't. This show is just so much better if you just sit and just you watch, just like, pace yourself. With yes, it, man. like I don't. It, it 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 is weird because every other show that like it's on this list, I wanted to just run through it you know, and just, like, go. But this one, it is, like, I like to just, ever, like, an episode a day, you know, even. Like, I don't that, even, like, like to go so, over an episode. Like, yeah. I love that you compared it to Daredevil mm. because that's how I watched Daredevil. Mm -hmm. The same way I watched The Sopranos. There's just a lot less of it, so it took me less time. Mm. Uh, watch one episode a day, sit there with it. If I really, really wanted to, I watch another but it was like max two. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't going over that. And oh, yeah. uh, the, the Sopranos just absolutely fucked. Like it's just fantastic. Uh, James Gandolfini is Tony Soprano. One of the, one of the most, if not the most iconic television role of all time. Um, it's, it's rivaled by very few uh, if, if any, and I'd say, like, the only one who might give it a run for its money is Brian Cranston's Walter White. Uh, but Walter Still. White's just a rip off Tony Soprano in terms of what the subject matter at hand is. But uh, Damn. the Sopranos, the Sopranos fucks and gave birth to an entire genre of television. So uh, the prestige drama that uh, didn't mm. exist before the Sopranos. And thus, you know, all these other ones we've talked about, Westworld. Watchmen, uh, and the last few that are coming up, all prestige dramas don't exist mm -hmm. without The Sopranos. So, year two. Bum, 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 bum. It's Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, and it, I don't know if that surprised you that Westworld's my number one because I mean I'll, I'm throwing it out there. Um, just yeah, I mean I'll, we can we can go ahead and talk like the that. Two and the one. Uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, I if that show ended better i still don't think it'd be above westworld for me like that Damn. that's that is okay. how much i love westworld um but not to take away from game of thrones right now um it's an incredible show um probably one of the best tv shows ever made just with production quality and like the amount of time and money and everything that went into the show it's insane george yes. r r martin finished the last book please love for the love of god um but there's there's really not many TV experiences like Game of Thrones. Um, you don't you don't get the main character getting his head chopped off at the end of the first season. You know the guy you're rooting. You know you don't have a red wedding in other shows. You don't have these crazy events that just 
that you can point to. You know, we call it the Red Wedding. Like, and people know immediately whenever you say the Red Wedding, all of the emotions and everything you felt during that time that you watched it. And yeah. it's like, it's... It's you're citing historical events. Like <laughs> it's like you're you're citing things that like ha- like you're just like and then you know obviously like uh the the battle of the bastards and uh oh. the the, ba- the battle at Hardhome and and shit like that. Like we're out here like knowing the history of an entire mythology but like some of us don't know shit about real life history compared to Game of Thrones. That's true. Which is just hilarious. This um, might be a time period where I know more, you know. Uh, in in fiction than I do in in reality, um, like right. uh, whenever this t- were to take place in in real life, you know, year wise, um, or I guess if it's even in this, I don't even know. I, I never even thought about that. If it's it's not even Earth, you know, because no, te- technically not. It's Westeros just and whatever. But Westeros. uh, yeah. Um, but Game of Thrones is just the performances. Everything about that show is just insane. Like the the mm-hmm. Battle of the Bastards, I think was the most expensive episode that they ever filmed, um, and it was something along the lines of like tens of millions for one TV episode, um, which is just um, insane. It's unreal. Like, yeah, on average, it looks like Game of Thrones costed about ten million per episode. Per um, per season, which. That's like thirteen cost. million a season. Looks like the Battle of the Bastards costed much, much more than that. They say I haven't found a figure, but they say likely at least double. <laughs> oh, so just a a classic twenty million on a TV episode. But uh, God damn. Okay, yeah, but Game of Thrones. All Numero right, two. all right. My number two. Is the Mandalorian? Mm. Uh, now I was I was I knew the show's top ten. You know, uh, it it was just it was a no doubter for me. I absolutely love it. Pedro Pascal as as Din Djarin and the introduction of Grogu and John Carlo Esposito again part of this series. Um, there there's only been one show where I have been nearly the levels of hype that the Mandalorian brings me and it's, it's my number one and we'll get there, but the Mandalorian, uh, it, it revitalized my star Wars fandom, which is the most important fandom to me. The thing, one of the things that I regard in the highest way possible, uh, Mm -hmm. I like in terms of a way that, uh, like the sequel trilogy, I, I went and saw the movies and I really, really enjoyed them and stuff. But, uh, those that that nothing prompted me to take a deep dive into star Wars lore and stuff until the Mandalorian came out. Mm. Uh, like, and I knew some things, but I, the Mandalorian can be owed with the reason I know shit about star Wars. Like that's, that's how it, that's how it became. But, uh, it, uh, that first episode, the reveal where Grogu or our little baby Yoda in the prim there, like that, unmatched up until Luke Skywalker comes in in the season two finale. And it's like, it can't get better than this. You know, like it can't get better than this. And if you're a star Wars fan and you haven't watched the Mandalorian, sorry that I just spoiled that for you, but there's no fucking way you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, that, that last, that season finale, uh, was, it was a treat, you know, they, uh, 
was one of the best just pieces of Star Wars content ever released, you know? So uh in that one episode. Mm. Um but but the it radiates throughout the entire show. Um so like it you know, this show I mean it is beautifully crafted in the volume first live action Star Wars show. Like, you know, mm. this has so many things going for it. Um and man, I just can't wait to to see where they're going. You know, where where either. is our boy in going? Um I don't know. I guess we might see soon. Um, we might bit. see soon. So, but yeah, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm there. The Mandalorian is uh, absolutely a top ten show. Absolutely one of my favorites of all time. And uh, you know, this is one of those things where the, the thing that bolstered it truly was the Star Wars label, uh, because like I really, this isn't as critically good a show as my three, four, five, or six. Mm. Um, like it, it, it definitely isn't as far as the Sopranos, Westworld, Sherlock and Watchmen are concerned. Those are better shows than the Mandalorian. There's no doubt, but it being my favorite star Wars series automatically holds it to us to an esteem that I don't hold other star Wars that I don't hold other shows at. Mm. Uh, so the Mandalorian had to be, had to be there, had to be there for me. Yeah. And I, uh, I was just hesitant on, uh, putting Mandalorian and book of Boba in here. Uh, I mean, they are like, I guess Mandalorian has two seasons out, uh, but Book of Boba, I feel like it is a little stu- still too early, even though, you know. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty confident that'll but, work its way in here, but uh, but it, for now, I'll call it an honorable mention. I think that if something doesn't even doesn't even have a season out, it can't it can't be eligible for this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah. hmm, I'm glad I'm glad it's on here, though. That's for sure. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I guess my one's already known, you know, it's Westworld. Um, and this, uh, this is a show in which me and Colton had conversation about before I even watched the show. Um, like unrelated to the show, just, just the, the conversation that the show brings up, um, mm-hmm. was it, so the show was already right up my alley uh, before I even yeah. watched it. And I remember uh, recommending it to you. Like I've never found a show <laughs> more perfect for anybody than Westworld is perfect for Joseph fucking George. I don't know how many times I was in my bed and it made me physically sit up and like, you know, like I would just be mind blown. And then I'd be like, Oh my God, the, all the implications of what this means. And now I have to think of what is happening now. And then I'm like, Oh wait, but then in one episode, I'm going to be mind blown again and everything's going to change. And I'm going to have all of this all over again. And it's just, Oh, um, yeah, that first season is insane. It's unbelievable. And I see how people, you know, could say that that season two and three aren't as strong. I think season two was still like, oh, like uh, season two was still beautiful. Season three, like with, um, what do they call him? Uh, like Rehoboam. the, the, is that his name? Her- the Rehoboam? Yeah. The yeah yeah um I I never got that down to say that um I still can't say it. oh yeah Rehope I yeah, I won't even try Rehoboam. AI big COVID uh, sphere but now who was like, the dude um, it started with like an S the the oh Sar Sar the brother the guy who had the th- like yeah his, like uh let's see I want to say Sarlacc and I just know that's not right uh let's see Westworld season three give me there's no Sar, Sar- Oh, IMDb, here we go. Scar 
It's right there. Let's see. Where is his face? Where is his face? Oh my god, how low is he credited on here? I mean, he is only in season three. This is... Oh, this is the whole show. Okay, not just season three. Um... Man, that is okay thank you oh my god I, ever since you said s i'm like i it's right there i just can't Ciroc yeah Ciroc. Right. i was like i can see an a a c an s and i i know there's an r in there what what am i missing so i was like sarlacc i i got i put all those letters <laughs> together and thought sarlacc which is just hilarious shows my star wars fandom but yeah, yeah his role fucking awesome mm. um aaron and, paul in season oh. three probably the uh the most, uh, like, if we're, like, the most audience avatar character there's ever been in the show. Mm. Uh, as far as, like, I mean, I'm watching that show. I'm rooting for the robots. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I'm rooting for the robots. Like, what they've done to these robots is fucked up and cruel. They need to they need to rise up above their oppressors. Team uh, they, or they, Team Dolores? I need to I need to give season three a rewatch. I haven't watched it since it was on TV, mm. um, since it was actively airing. I think that was in twenty. God, was that was that was that last year or was that twenty twenty? For season three, yeah. Um, it was. It released twenty twenty March fifteenth. Holy shit! Wow, it's already that's kind of two years that's, since. That's a lot newer than I thought it was actually. Um, no shit. I I don't know. I just uh. I know they're coming back for a season four, which I'm hyped yeah. for. Yeah. Um, God, I can't definitely. wait. When? Um, I don't think they've released a, a date. Oh, I thought you said. Uh, I, I thought think. you said a date. That's my bad. I thought you they said just a confirmed date. the season. Uh, like, gotcha. Yeah, no, I just... mean the way they leave season three, there better be a fucking season four. Oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> I have no doubt there will be. But dude, that show—that's like... one I need to rewatch as soon as possible because it's as good as it gets it just really is jeffrey um, Wright as bernard and arnold you know like it he's all he, like functions and like uh dude like, anthony hopkins insane the like, way he delivers lines as dr ford is the the best some of the best acting i've ever seen like that scene where he takes the uh takes the chick to dinner in in the reality and like he freezes everything as they're like pouring the wine and he like just talks to her. And I'm like, this dude is good at his job, man. This, this is fucking great. Uh, it's just some impeccable content. And in like Westworld is it like season one is like I said, the greatest season of television I've ever watched. Okay. So I have this question. This is kind of the only question that I have is like, was Ford alive at all? Or was he a complete fabrication by Arnold? Like, they were alive to make the park together, but then once Ford died, then Bernard created him in his mind, or, like, he was in his mind, and, like, that's, you know, like, he was basically, like, he, like, Bernard or Arnold thought that Ford was there, like, helping him along the way, like, for a long time. And then he comes to the realization that it was him the whole time, and he just projected ford there because he knew he would help him like get through it but it was just himself and like they never fully answer if ford was ever alive in the first place and interesting like, that's a question i've never even had yeah uh i've always just gone ford's alive 
I, um, that's what I thought because he interacts with real people. He, in like yeah, he interacts season. with people. So like, so like he yeah. has to be to some capacity existing. And I don't think he was a host. I mean, unless he built himself to be a host, but like, I don't know. Th- that dude has but a they lot. Shoot, they shoot him through the head and he has blood. So like, that was his human body. That's, oh, sorry. That's... <laughs> Whoopsies. Um, they there shoot you go. him through the head and he has blood. <laughs> that's fair. Sorry. Um, I guess the point, the I guess the blurred line is like where he fabricates Arnold and or fabricates Ford in his mind. Um, I guess Bernard where, where is Bernard just, fabricates himself. Yeah, because Bernard doesn't really know when or where he is. So I guess it, it really like that's kind of like the explanation they can give is that like we don't know either because he doesn't have any idea. Um, no, yeah. So so like you mean like the the visions he has of Ford in season two? Yeah, yeah. Like did did he code himself? Was that into- Ford into Bernard or was that just actually Bernard projecting Ford? You know, like I, I've always taken it, taken it as a, an advancement in their consciousness as like, as a hallucination, like the fact that they, uh, they can even think like this, like think and think someone is there. Like that's more real than most things, you know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. like thinking there's someone there and then because like, like, there was something about it that I was just like this. It it almost makes them more human to experience something like that. Like the whole Delos side, like uh, trying to, you know, create immortality and have everyone's consciousness transfer over to a host so they can live forever, whatever. Like Ford knew that that was like never reasonable. You know, like he's like, this is never going to work out. Like if you want to have immortality, you can't like you just it, it's just your consciousness and you have to be in like a computer basically, you know, like mm-hmm. that's where it has to go. And we've seen him plan everything out from the very beginning. And, like, he's such a good actor that, like, in season – like, I don't think they're done with him is, like, what I'm saying. Like, I hope they're not done Ah. with him. Um, And I hope he has, like, some comeback in some way. You know, like, I don't really see how they could bring him back is the thing. Um, But there are still other parts that, like, we haven't – like, there's, like, other – you know, like Westworld is just one of Delos's, yeah. They also have like, like Shogun World and shit like that. Like they like, they've got they've got some shit going. How on How many over more there. do they have? You know, I guess they could just say like they have like them all over the world, so that they can just keep making season after season if they want. Like, but at right. at some point, and every it could host, be the mission of you know, Dolores to liberate the hosts in every park around the world and stuff like. But uh, curious yeah, to what this, season uh, four will turn into. It, like from season one, knowing that like. That's just a park. You know, that's that's like a – that's just a, a park, and those are computers or, or like those are robots, and they can't die. Like, you know, that no, was like mind-blowing in season too. one. It's like you look at where you're at in season three, and you think back to where you were in the first episode of the series, and you're like, holy fucking shit. How did yeah. he get here? Yeah, you see William come up on Dolores, and he's just tanking bullets, and you're like – this dude a god like what is <laughs> what is going on here you know and then like and then you're like oh yeah he's he's just a, a visitor in a park um they don't get shot meanwhile dolores yeah, is trying totally to do. kill every human being on planet earth you know that's cool mm. um yeah it's like the scope of the show is just so crazy um i mean that's 
it's my number one. I think it will remain my number one uh, probably for for quite some time. Um, I don't right. I don't see many shows taking taking the mantle over Westworld for me, but. And I understand that completely. That's undoubtedly the best, like I said, the best season of television I've ever seen is in Westworld. But uh, on to my number one. Uh, this is where I have Game of Thrones. Mm. Uh, even even despite a, uh, a, a rocky ending, uh, watching that show for the first time was the most all-consuming thing I've ever experienced in terms of like entertainment I was taking in. I've never become so immediately obsessed and enamored with Mm. anything the way that I was game of Thrones. Like I was just (laughs) I'm trying to think of when I bought these uh, banners, like my Stark Targaryen Mm. and, and, uh, and Lannister banners. They were pretty early. Like, I mean, it was like pretty early. I like, I had those, um, like, Maybe after like season two, which was like probably in a good week that I finished the first two seasons. Um, well, okay, actually, oh, now that I think about it, when did I? Because I, I started Game of Thrones. It was out for a little bit. I didn't start at season one, like oh, a, no, as it was coming I. out. I said there was like a couple seasons out. I think either two or three. Maybe you started four, early. Maybe four, but I think three or two is where I. Mm, I'd, I'd I didn't hop in six, until after but... season five, either after season five into season six or mm. after season six into season seven. Like I, mm. I was I, like, I, but I was not, af- I know I wasn't after seven into eight. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, oh man, but that is a good way to describe, like all consuming. It, it's like all that occupied your mind whenever you were watching the show. Like, oh my God, it's so fantastic. And like, uh, I, I have rewatched it, v- uh, very recently, you know, the show concluded in 2019. Um, and I've, I've, I've kind of gone at a pace now where I've given it kind of my annual rewatch where I watched it leading up at the end of 2018 into 2019 into season eight. Then I rewatched it in 2020 and then me and Emily started dating and I showed her it. So I watched it in 2021 <laughs> and I can firmly say after watching it in 2021 that I'm not nearly as bothered by the ending as I once was. I was really uh, never bothered by it at all. No, like, I, and like uh, I was never I was he, never like, "Oh my god, they ruined the series." Like uh, the the only thoughts I had were that like they took a show that needed they took a story that needed another season and they crammed it into six episodes. Exactly. And like like, like the oh, events probably would have been the same. I'm not disappointed with the events. It's just the amount of story we got. We just needed more. And like, like if exactly. I'm okay with the story events, then like, as, as you can see, like it could have been even better. And it's already my number one, you know, like, yeah, like brand crazy. Like I was, I was in with him. I was like, that's who I was rooting for the whole time. Uh, with, makes with sense. Brand. And, uh, and if like, you rewatch the show, Going, that kid ends up king. Mm. It makes that entire part of the story better. Like, the entire thread of Bran, his whole rise. It makes it all the better knowing he becomes king. Like, Is that obviously end of episode moment, one, he falls out of the tower? Yeah. 
That's the end of the first episode. Damn. Like, that's what's crazy. It's like, it's just about Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen, and Bran Stark. Like, you really don't. Maybe Cersei Lannister. You know, I I throw Arya Stark. Yeah, the the Starks. Yeah, basically just the Starks is like. Like, and that's the thing is that like you know we we gave uh, uh the Sopranos and Daredevil credit for like uh getting us enamored with the world and uh caring about each character and loving uh knowing the stories of everybody and Game of Thrones does that to a level that has never been fucked with. Um, there are tens of characters. Like I I think there might be straight up twenty characters at one point that have stories concurrently like like Daenerys <laughs> John like all of Jamie, them Cersei literally like everyone every main person of a house they all have a story and like and each then house has like, all the people least... like the people immediately around them have other stories like and that's what's insane oh my god yeah like oh man I I gotta I gotta rewatch Game of Thrones now no and like that's <laughs> the thing is even if you're if even if the ending has left you a little sour uh, and I know it hasn't left you you quite as sour as it has many people. A lot of people are like, I won't even watch. I won't watch Game of Thrones spinoff stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I won't do that uh, because of what they did there. And if that's the case, just go ahead and rewatch Game of Thrones because you'll remember how fucking jaw dropping those first six seasons were. You'll get to the last couple seasons and you'll go, okay, I see what happened here. They just rushed and all it. you got to know is what happened there. You know what I'm saying? They just rushed it. That's it. Like the events that happened, episode three of that final season, that fight, Epic. like, oh my Epic. God. Um, like you know, the things that happened, we were still like, oh my God, like of a normal season. Like we would have experienced those same things, but more drawn out, you know, like we would have had a few episodes in between and then we would have had that insane battle. And then mm-hmm. a few episodes, you know, a couple more, a couple more, a couple more. Then we're at King's well, Landing. You know, I, so. I stand firm in the idea that season eight could have been season eight and nine, and you could have left them six episodes each. The first three episodes should have been six episodes. The last three episodes should have been six episodes. And, like, mm. you get twice as much time with those stories, and we're sitting all the better. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you know, everyone was kind of done. Uh, that's, and that, that's, that's kind so of, like, weird. behind the like, scenes. They, Benioff and Weiss were done. They wanted to move on. All the actors were like, uh, "Like you either got to give us money, money, or we're not doing this again because of just how grueling the filming process was, traveling all over the world for working 60 nights in a row, 60 night shoots for that Battle of Winterfell. Uh, like, that's insane. You don't have the greatest TV show of all time if you don't do those things, though. Like, right. that is what you need to do, you know? Like, it's not just about the money or whatever. Like, the money that they spent gave them the show. Like, they had George R. R. Martin behind it. So, like, the story is the rock of Game of Thrones. That is oh, what yeah. it is. Um, And, I, like, <laughs> I, I remember theorizing about, like... um dragons and and freaking white walkers and the wall and like oh my god like remembering like thinking back on that stuff how fun that was like oh my god like no yeah i remember uh the i I think i must have been a junior when i watched it 
because I remember being in AP physics, uh, which like, I think, uh, I, we've talked about that many times on the podcast. How I wasn't, I wasn't good at the class. Dorsch did fantastic, but I just wasn't going to get it. And that might also be owed to the fact that there was months stretch <laughs> there where all of my thoughts were consumed by game of Thrones. So it was like, like I'm, I'm, I was focusing on that a little too hard. Uh, I mean, I was also post a couple knee surgeries when I took that <laughs> class. Like I, I, there was a lot of shit that went into that, but, uh, uh, yeah, but this show just floored me from the get go. And then, um, uh, like, uh, that our first episode of the podcast came out one week after the season, season eight finale, the show finale, because we were like, that's what we're, that's what's going to start the podcast. Hmm. Uh, we, we talked about Game of Thrones because that shit was epic. And that was, that's the launching off point for the entire Penny Bloom, Penny Bloomiverse, if you will. Damn. Uh, that's incredible. Makes sense. So full circle here. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that, that fucking move, I mean, that fucking show just, there's never been a character. Like, I've never been like, oh, fuck, I might be in love with the guy. And Jon Snow, I was like, I really like this dude. <laughs> Everyone did. Man, yeah. No, I was like, I was like, this man, I want to be him. He might be, like, initially might be the reason I grew out my hair. Damn. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, like, it's Kid Harrington. I mean, that's one sexy man. motherfucker. Yeah, he's a, uh, I mean, in. You know, we got a lot of, I mean, you got Rob Stark. We got a lot too. of sexy motherfuckers in this show. Yeah, like, uh, so there's there's no, they know what they're doing. But Jon Snow, different. He is built different. Um, built different. He's and that, not just that like, dude. At the Battle of the Bastards, that shot where he rode out and he's about to face down an entire fucking army. And he's like, he's, he's, he's like chopping his feet because he's like, he's like, I'm going to fucking do like he. And that's the thing, too, is that. After spoilers for Game of Thrones, after he dies, which he time? like for, <laughs> the, the first time, he forever has a death wish. Mm. Like uh, he never again, like like cares if he lives or dies. Mm. So like whenever he faces down an entire army, and is like that, he's like, I'm gonna die doing this, but I'm gonna do it. Whenever in the in season eight, episode three. He stands up and screams in the face of a dragon. Uh, mm. And <laughs> he's lucky as he's lucky as fuck that Arya happened to kill the, the Night King right then because we were going to lose John. But he stood up and was like, I don't give a fuck, motherfucker. Kill me then. Like, Damn. like, th- Damn. this man was as badass as they get. And I mean, the. The one thing that does suck about the the rushing of the story and because that last season is built around still spoilers for game of thrones the fall of daenerys targaryen Hmm. and that that kind of feels like that's the thing you know like that was the part of the show that should have been that should have been drawn out because and and then if you do watch it you rewatch it from the lens she's got a little bit too much of the mad king in her you see a lot more scenarios where there's too much of the Mad King in her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that speech for Tyrion, you, that speech for Tyrion's like, you know, she she crucified slavers and Astapor. We cheered her. Those are terrible men. Uh, that she burns people alive. They're terrible men. Who who cares? 
she comes here and she burns people alive. And then we, we ridicule her for it. It's kind of like, well, what did you, what did you think was going to happen? That's the thing about the show is that really the only person or people that you really root for is like a Ned or like a Rob Stark, King of the North. But what do they do with those? Rob Stark for, for those first three seasons. I'm like, Rob Stark's the main character of the show. He is my man. Like I am. I am ride or die for Rob Stark. King That's of the why North, the Red Wedding me? just fucking guts you. They knew. Like, they they knew. Like, they – that's the thing. They knew the Red Wedding was coming, and they were like, we just have to build Rob Stark up as much as we possibly can. Make him the most lovable guy in the entire universe, you know? Like, just so that whenever we, we give you the Red Wedding, you're just devastated forever. Um, But, ah, uh, yeah, it's – it's like choosing between the lesser, you know, lesser evils. And, you know, it's really the Starks that really are the only ones that you can comfortably be like, yeah, I, I could side with them here. Like, actually. Oh, yeah. They're definitely the only ones that you're like, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Cersei uh, is, now, yeah. The, that, that whole thing where they declare Rob the king in the north and then three seasons later – We've watched the long-standing rise of Jon Snow because Jon Snow, I mean, he's got a cool arc, right? Like, but for the first two or three seasons, his is a side story. He's he a is bastard. not a main character. Yeah, he's a which he's a is, bastard. You know, like that's the point is like to, and that's that's what made it like they oh. wrote the show as like so very well that like the kid who you weren't supposed to care about because nobody in the universe cared about slowly became more awesome. And you slowly saw just how awesome he was. And then like, he's like, he doesn't get back to uh, the night's watch and like starts leading them and stuff until season four. Damn. Damn. And that's like his start. Like at the night's watch. That's Cause then he's, crazy. then he's a, uh, He's no, no. He's killed in the season five finale, revived in the season six mm-hmm. premiere, or a couple episodes in. Mm-hmm. But uh, like yeah, because that's when the battle with the wildlings happens. Is season four? Ah, um, mm. that's when Egret. That's when Egret dies. You that's when nothing, John Snow. You knew nothing, John Snow. Mm. But uh, no, they got married in real life, which is awesome. Uh, but uh. Now, John John Snow's just whole meteoric rise, and then when you get to that point in season six where he's, you know, he's hung the guys who killed him, and he's like, uh, "My watch has ended," and he and he walks he walks straight to Winterfell. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's a I, man I absolutely right there. <laughs> that absolutely is... love. As soon as like he gets there, and they realize who he is, just how amazing he is. He wins the battle of the bastards. They're like. The king in the north. It's that dude. The king in the north. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah a lot of very vocal. The show can make you vocal, you know. And uh, Dude, it made watching. me so happy. And just the, like, the whole thing is just so goddamn good. And I just mm. reflect on it so lovingly. Like, no matter how much. Those last that last season might have been like, ugh, doesn't fucking matter. Like it, it just doesn't. Just from the strength of those first few seasons, it was too fucking good for me. Uh, Arya with the uh, kill shot. 
you know? Arya, of- and then, like, mm. knowing that's what she's working towards the whole time. Mm. Mm. That's Her outstanding. List, you know? Her, it all makes uh, sense by the end. It's like... The Hound. Like, all of these characters. Oh, my God. Like, it's just like every conversation brings up another character you can remember. And then when you bring up that character, you're like, oh, my God. Then there's that whole branch of characters that they have under them. And then it's like. Exactly. Because, you know, you, you open up the Hound side of the things. You obviously get the mountain. And then you also get, like, uh, the. Uh, Brienne of Tarth is in there for Brienne a little bit. Brienne of Tarth. Bit. Um, um, you the, know, then. Uh, the Faceless there was Men that... with Arya. You know, oh. like, going down there. You know, there. Like, uh, oh, my God. Like, oh. The the World Bank at one point, you know, like uh, where the all yeah, the, the Iron money, Bank, oh the Iron Bank, that's what it was called, yeah, like oh, like just such oh. cool, oh, Barrick, so- fucking Barrick Dondarrion, uh, just like a random motherfucker for the first few seasons ends up being like the most sacrificial thing for Arya Stark's story, and it's like, mm. what the hell? I have a, a Gendry Baratheon, Ooh. Robert Baratheon, uh, like. The whole fucking the whole the red woman show. Red, is that what the what are yeah they the red woman Melisandre? Oh, Melis- yeah, man. Uh, Stannis Baratheon, Sir Davos of uh of the Blackwater. Damn. Uh, Braun, like, uh, guy we haven't even talked about, but holy fucking shit, can't believe we haven't. Uh, the D- Daddy Lannister, uh, the father that Tyrion kills. Tyr- What's his name? Uh, Why can't I remember it? I feel like it started with a T, though. T was where I was at, too, but... Charles Dance plays him. He plays... Let's see. Charles Dance... I win. Tywin Lannister. Tywin, that's right. I wanted to say Tyrell, but I knew that was mm. another family. Yeah, so the I was House like, of Tyrell, yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't even think of Cal Drogo. Um, Cal Drogo, fucking Jason Momoa. The And like then, and then you have that whole side of the story with Daenerys. And like watching her entire journey is just the most amazing shit. When she and Tyrion finally get brought together, she declares him hand uh, like a gray worm and... Uh, Oh, uh, Viserys, Viserys, uh, but not, not, not Melisandre, but the one that, Missande, Missande, I was like, it's, they got, they had really close names and I always kind of mixed them back and forth, but Missande, her, her right hand woman, Pedro uh, Pascal, um, getting his head as the viper, mushed in by the mountain coming and Uh, and that (laughs) whole arc where, Mm. where, you know, Joffrey, the King Joffrey dies, they accuse Tyrion. Oh, fuck that guy. They accused Tyrion, right? Mm-hmm. And then Pedro Pascal's the Viper comes and fights for him. And you're like, I fucking love this I will guy. Be your He's got him. Yeah. He's got him. He's got him beat. Hey, admit it. You killed her. You raped her. Say it. You just had to twist the knife, bro. You just had to twist the knife. And I get it. You got a big beef here. But you got to kill this man. Just kill him. You know he did it. Just kill him. Yeah, that was uh that was a very that shocking was the most moment. Like, that's no, for sure. Oh, like no, but... did that really just happen? You know, like yeah. his head is a watermelon in it. Like he just he just with his hands, you know, like just crushed his skull. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah. Um I got one more too. Mm. 
the winds of winter when Cersei blasts that shit to the sky. King Tommen kills himself. Yep. That whole thing. That's an epic episode. And that's that episode was the episode after the Battle of the Bastards. Damn. Those were back to back. That's the best penultimate and finale episode I've ever seen in my life. Um, she took out everyone. <laughs> she was like, these people don't like me. They're all in one place right now. Fuck them then. What was the what was the green stuff called? What did they call that? Was it just wildfire? Wildfire, yeah. Was it like uh, Tyburn? Mm, like whenever they used it in the the Battle of the Black uh, Battle Blackwater? of the Blackwater was Bay it Blackwater? Like yeah, that? Blackwater Bay. Yeah. Like it just sent that boat out there full of wildfire, just draining, and then the one flaming arrow, you know, to mm. to set them all up. Sir Bron, Sir Bron. Like everyone's seen though that amount of many people die, and they're like wait a minute like was this the right move here like they they, they were like taken back like uh, at, like seeing the sheer destruction they were like wait a minute this was like i don't know this like ethical? yeah like and i don't know what a man that's crazy that we've gone like just binked around the show like you can just go like one character brings you to one person and then they're connected to every uh, the web of intricacy of the show is just insane like how everyone's it's connected insane. Oh. Yeah, and and for that, it's undoubtedly my favorite show of all time. The mm. the most fun viewing experience I've ever had. Like week to week, especially season eight rolls around. I'm I'm my ass is in the seat. Eight o'clock comes around. I'm pressing play. Everyone better shut the fuck up. Turn <laughs> off all the lights. Shut the windows. We're watching Game of Thrones. You mm. speak, you're getting smacked. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like a that was kind of a. I was kind of uh, my deal season eight. My like, I think my family kind of hated the person I became during that t- that time because uh, one time someone like came into the kitchen while it was on and like said like half a syllable and I went, ah! <laughs> "How dare you! You like, address you me as my lord up. as well." <laughs> I'm watching this. I'm watching this on the big TV. You better believe it. Your grace, you know, like they're. Oh man, yeah, the reigns of Castamere. Like I used to know. Like that's the thing. I know so many songs, like from this like universe. And like, how about Podrick, Big Dick <laughs> Podrick, dude fucks. That dude, dude fucks. fucks. And yes. he sings. That, that man. shit in season eight where they were like, anybody know a song? <laughs> and then Podrick starts singing, and you're just like, and it's just that last moment before the battle. Uh, we haven't even mentioned fucking Theon Greyjoy and that oh, whole Reek. thing with uh with with Reek and uh, the Bolton. The Greyjoys. That um, oh my god, like, dude, there's so much in the show. Like, uh, but Podrick singing the Jenny of Old Stones. That shit was so good. High in the halls of the kings who are gone. That shit's too good. Man. Yeah, this... I don't... I don't know how, like, another show could... Like, even with the technology we have to make all of these shows possible, like, there's still the amount of actors and actresses that were in this. Like, the sheer story that was behind it. Like, I don't... like if there will ever be another show like this ever again, you know, like that's, and it's just, I mean, obviously I hope so, but if not, I'm definitely glad I was alive during this time, you know, of this show. Dude, like, uh, this show was so special. Uh, 
But you know, we are getting the spinoff. We're getting House of Dragon this year, probably big boy within dragons. months. Big boy uh, dragons. Within, yeah, within a couple months anyway. I'd, I'd guess that comes around before before halfway through the year. Um, Shit. <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, that's one we're covering week to week, and that's for sure. Uh, regardless of what else is happening, I mean, like, if Keno- like the only thing, the mm-hmm. only reason we'd be covering two shows at a time is if Kenobi happens at the same time. Uh, which, you know, at, at where we're sitting seems like it might be a decent possibility. Um, okay with me. <laughs> okay with me, too. If I'm getting Game of Thrones and Star Wars content, I'm a happy, happy boy. Uh, mm. Yeah. No work and all play makes Colton a happy man. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for... Of course. I, I, you know, I always thought that I was too high on The Shining, but like... Uh, that movie's too fucking good. I'm glad. And that's another thing, too, is that, like, the way we've talked about TV shows like Hawkeye and, like, What If, and it's like, gosh, every week we, every week that passes that we're further and further removed from it, the more I really enjoy it. The Shining, as I'm further and further removed from it, as, like, compared to all the other movies we've covered in this project, mm. that just keeps going better and better for me. It's like, unique, uh, man. It sticks with you for just some reason. Unique, that hotel, you just can't get, get rid of it, you know? Uh, it sticks with you, but, uh... Yeah, for sure. That'll be coming in a couple weeks. Uh, the Shining episode. Mm. Uh, that's our 1980 film. If you're if you're fucking with me and Joe, our 52 year journey through film, cover everything from 1970, every week movie from a year after 71, two, three, four, all the way through the 70s, all the way through the 80s, 90s, aughts, tens, and a couple years in the 20s until that last week of December, where we will discuss a movie from this year, 2022. And uh, I look, I look greatly forward to to the rest of the projects that we have here and uh think this week is actually star wars if i'm not mistaken mm. uh star wars 1977 here let me uh let me double check that just to make sure that i'm on uh on my game here cuz uh we've got some scheduled content that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing i'm working my working my way around is that we've still got content from the time we're recording this That'll come out in a couple weeks, and then this won't come out until after that. So it's like, uh, do you know when this episode kind of will come out? It all straight. A general idea, what? like when this, this will come out. Here, let me let me get to it because that's uh, that's what I'm working on right here. Mm-hmm. So this will come out. Yes, in between Taxi Driver and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So uh, our live commentary of Star Wars: A New Hope, Episode Four will be this Friday, just me and Joe. Uh, it was a ton of fun doing that. We did that uh, actually uh, on Thanksgiving, funnily enough. Uh, a good good way to spend a holiday, mm-hmm. at least uh, the first hours of a holiday anyway. Um, very, very, very exciting, fun episode, and I uh, can't wait for you to check that out. Uh, I was Colton Robertson, joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. Glad I have a top ten list just to myself now. This was nice to have. Of, uh, of Watchmen course. is and in there, would. by the way, um, just to let yeah. you know. It's if a, you would, rattle off what is your official top yes. 10 here real quick yes. before we get out of um, here. Well, there is 11 now because I, I still haven't decided which one falls below. But I have decided that the Watchmen is going in there. So I still have that decision to make. But as of right now, one, Westworld, two, Game of Thrones, three, The Sopranos. I put the Watchmen at number four and then Lost at five, Peaky Blinders. Ozark, Breaking Bad, Sherlock, Daredevil, and What If. 
So if mm. one had to go. I don't know. I would say what no, if you just, got just 11. because it's a You've single season. Yeah, like just because it's a single season, what if I know we'll make it to my top 10 eventually with another season. So I'll, I'll say what if is out to keep Matt Murdock in because he deserves it. Um, so, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. My top 10. Uh, yeah. Mine is uh, Game of Thrones, The Mandalorian, The Sopranos, Westworld, Sherlock, Watchmen, BoJack Horseman, Breaking Bad, WandaVision and Rick and Morty. Mm. Those are my those are my top ten favorite TV shows of all time, uh, and I feel I feel very good about it. And you know this is this is another ever changing tapestry, as is like top ten favorite movies of all time. And I'd say uh, we we've done a top ten favorite movies of all time. It's been a little bit though, and I know it's not the same as it was last time. So uh, mm. that's probably not too far from around the corner, uh, but. uh might have might have to get that in the works here soon, mm-hmm. but yeah, this was our top ten favorite TV shows ever. Uh, and uh, if you would head to Patreon.com/slash Corobloom, where you'll find well over twenty one hours of exclusive content at this point, with just tons of stuff set to come out soon. And uh, yeah, we're getting that updated a lot more frequently than we than we have in the past. A couple episodes a week, at at the very least, you're going to get one. But uh, well, I like to schedule things ahead of time, and then if we discuss something that's a little bit more pressing a little bit more timely i go ahead and shoot it off on the patreon you know it's like they're paying for the content they'll get the content mm-hmm. let them eat cake hell yeah uh but uh yeah so uh that that helps out a lot uh in terms of making sure this podcast can happen uh, make sure you follow on twitter at penny bloom pod follow on instagram at penny bloom podcast uh if you're out there and you're listening and you're on twitter go ahead and send us your top 10 favorite tv shows of all time see see what it's all about uh, see if we have any listener interaction. Haven't really ever done this sort of call and response for Twitter thing. Uh, hmm. Be interesting to see if we have any active, active listeners who are willing to do that. But uh, yeah, with that, peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Keanu Reeves. <laughs>